Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast. This is the round 14 podcast heading into round 15. The buys are over, so we've got a few things to talk about. There's some big news just recently over the last 12 hours or so regarding a couple of very highly owned players. So we will go through that shortly. But um, yeah, so Tim, Tim English, he is out this week. Uh, we're not sure if it's going to be two weeks, but we'll get to that. Zach Butters is uh, also said to be one to two weeks, but we don't really have much clarity on that either. We'll, we'll discuss that as well. We'll go through the replacements for both of those guys as well. We'll talk, us, we'll talk to each other through different uh, situations that people might be in, whether you have you know English in the ruck line or the forward line. Finish off with some rookies and captains and then um, just talk about all those replacements. That'll probably fill up the whole hour that we usually go for. So anyway, let's go around the room, boys. And George, how did you go this week, mate? Tell us a positive and a negative as, as we like to start with. A positive of this weekend. I, the score was <laughs> good. The long-term prospects of my trade count, not so much. Um, two thousand two hundred. No, sorry, two thousand and twenty-eight this week into two point five k. So, uh, considering where I was at, I want to say around three or four, maybe five. Um, happy with that result, but still not exactly where I wanted to be at this point in the year. Um, trades were gone to Marcus. Uh, Greg Clark to Jai Cully, um, just a throwaway rookie, hopefully gets a game at some point, was going right in the waffle when I traded him in. I think it was like halftime when I traded him in. And then uh, did McCartan to Sam Doherty. So had the choice, uh, do I cash in Hobbs and get better, get more money in the bank? Or do I cash in Greg Clark, um, but like less money in the bank? And... I think the I got Hobbs's cover, which is good, who I'm going to need already. Like I knew I'd need him at some point, but I didn't think it'd be within a day. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a tough decision, but um, I think I made the right decision going for better cover. So Tim English will get to, we'll speak about that. So um, see how we go. Be overall happy with the trades, but two left now after Butters. So big, big trouble. Jackson? Quickly, if you went um, Hobbs, like... Called him instead of Clark. How much cash would you have had to get a forward oh, for Butters? About eighty k. That would have got me Sean Darcy. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Jackson, okay. how'd you go, mate? So a nineteen eighty for me, which is a pretty good score for the week. Overall, went up about four thousand um, spots during the buys, which is overall like good buy period. I guess that'd be my positive. Um, so sitting about what eleven point eight thousand at the moment, which is still behind uh, U two, but like look, trending in the right direction now. Hopefully, get an okay finish. My trades were Dagoe, Hayes, and Durden for Massimo, Tikal, and Laird. And look, Massimo and Laird both did well. Tikal was looking fine until the injury, and I would have loved to have had them for cover this week. But those are the breaks. So. Um, yeah, uh, and then, yeah, negative. I mean, I guess we could say like the injuries that we're going to go through are negative, but when you're in a situation like me where you, I maybe have slightly more trades than average or or thereabouts, I probably do need some carnage to hurt the teams ahead of me that have overtraded. So um, I guess that's the kind of the silver lining in it for me. Maybe it's a, a good thing on the run home rather than a bad thing. Uh, what about yourself, Eno? How, round us out. How did you, how did you go? Yeah, that last point you made is is very true. A lot of, I mean, with more trades this year, people played pretty aggressively, and um, yeah, we might be able to, you know, take some positives from that in the way home. But they're already probably so far ahead; it doesn't matter. But eighteen fifty five for me, I just I had twenty playing, just you know, 
four of those were Tickle, Rioli, Judson Clark, Massimo. So I had to cop a couple of those scores and that just put me a bit behind. And I don't have Luke Parker who went 130 and Doherty. Like they both went 130. They're probably the two premiums yep. that hurt yep. me in that score. You know, whereas I have other decent premiums. They just didn't have as good a week as those boys. So it's probably where I was I was down. And then 11K about I am, which I was 13K before the buy. So, yeah, it's been successful, but not very successful at all, really. You want to make probably more ground than that over the three weeks. I think my first week was just way too poor and put me it put me far too backwards. Then couldn't really make it back up. So, anyway, uh, I got in Bond actually as well, which I'll quickly speak about instead of Laird, which turned out to be a good last-minute switch because I knew Butters was going to be injured at that point and someone I'm probably going to have to trade. So I sort of went back and got Dacos back in or kept him, who I actually initially had out. So I'm able to field him at M8 this week, which might help me again, but we'll, we'll see. Now, the injuries, boys. And the first one, we'll probably speak about uh, in order of, you know, the second one's Butters, and he's probably more of a talking point as to he's more of a trade. But we'll go through them both and we'll see where we all sit. Tim English, I'm going to put up the incident of when this happened for those watching on YouTube. Oh, no. And George can speak on Braden Pruce, who he's already... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that we had him for six weeks, got 250K out of him. He's just copped his third suspension in seven games or eight games. He's had a few injuries along the way. Uh, it's just been the most just <laughs> hilarious pick that it's worked for us that got him in, got him out. But he's caused pain on our Supercoach teams, and now he's uh, knocked Tim English's head on the ground. And he had a delayed concussion, so he's going to miss this week. And we don't exactly know for sure if it's going to be the next week as well, because they play on the Thursday next week. And that is exactly the 12th day for the concussion protocol. So what do we think about this one, boys? JD, what do you do? You know, have you oh, got the clarity so yet on what the 12 days is? Oh, someone was asking like if Butters is a roller coaster, then what's Bruce? <laughs> and I think he is the Tower of Terror, right? That's that's what he has been this year. Um, I, we've all been pretty good with when we traded him and when we traded him out. Kind of got max points and max cash without too much pain. Didn't cop a bad score this week. So none of us have to deal with him, but obviously an issue for many people. It's just a shame that he finally left our sides and he's still causing havoc by taking out um, uh, English along the way. Um, so, sorry, uh, we, we, are we starting with... Um, Bruce, I mean, Bruce, obviously, who, who I've like, well, where, where are we at three. with the so English is out for one, maybe two. I think sounds like it'll be one, but oh, yes, that's right. This is the 12 so, day thing, right? Mm, so, yeah, the concussion protocol is that you've, you've got to miss 12 days. They played on Saturday, and then 12 days is on Thursday, and they play the Thursday night game. So, it's not clear to me whether. You can you come out on the twelfth day, so the Thursday, and he'd be eligible to play that night. Or if he's got to wait twelve days, and then he only comes out on the Friday. I haven't actually seen any real discussion about this online either, so I'm not sure if he's missing just one or potentially missing two. Um, I don't think it matters because he's a hold regardless. That's yeah. So are you eligible to play on the twelfth day? One Twitter user says. Okay, but he obviously would have to still clear them by then, which you hope he would. But yes. Yeah, I mean, we can still say safely out of him, Bruce and Butters, he's the biggest hold and clear like top two ruck, top two forward, whatever, wherever he is on your team, I think he's the clear hold um, of all these. But it does just put people in some different situations if you have him in the ruck line, which George can speak on, I guess. Now you've got to pretty much either oh, cop yeah. a donut or get a ruck. So 
with no Tell money. Us what you're doing? Yeah, with oh, no look, money. When I um, opened Twitter and I saw Tip English out for a week, like Just in the back it. of my mind, you know the song Ave Maria, like the funeral song. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That was playing for my team. So I was like, oh my god, like the wheels are falling off. Lower the coffin because we're in big trouble. So it was one week. So all it meant that is. Or I can either get a forward for nine weeks or a Ruckman, sorry, a forward for eight weeks or a Ruckman for nine weeks. And I ain't copping no donut this week. So mm. we'll speak about options later. But uh, yeah, so English, he will be held. I'm not letting, letting go of him. It's just a concussion. Very unlucky. Like, I guess, yeah, Bruce, we, we got in and out at the right time. I think we're pretty lucky to get five weeks out of him. Um, but this is what he is. He's just not durable, suspension prone. All that, we know all that, but... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a problem. But the interesting thing with Bruce is he is available for round 16. So he's missing round 15. So do you even hold Bruce? <laughs> like, is he just going to do this to you again at some point? I think there's a reasonable chance. So English for me, hold. Bruce is a bit trickier because it just depends on your situation. Um, well, so I guess the thing with Bruce, right, is that he... So you'd have to have cover for him somehow this week. So you'd have to have something like, I don't know, um, Cameron in your forward line, Tickle on your bench, and then have another ruck like Wits or Darcy sitting alongside Bruce because then you can actually cover the donut. If you can't cover the donut this week, then it probably just makes sense to trade him. Oh, yeah. So you need like Darcy, a, a donut. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not in that situation and you don't have cover and so Bruce would be a donut, I think like even holding him for one week is bad. Because it's effectively like two rookie. It's it's like the equivalent of missing two weeks anyway. Because you're missing two rookie scores or about a hundred points. So I think like if you have Proust with no cover, he's a trade. If he just misses one, you could hold. But he's break evens now high, and this will probably happen again. Just like he got punished up. last. Well, he got punished for last time. Potentially, they-, they just said he was yeah. still sick. But like I don't know, it felt like he got punished. Get out Did while you say- can. Did they say how long Flynn was out for? I know. Did you say? Uh, I saw two to three weeks on Twitter. So okay, yeah. he will be back in. It's just we saw everything Bruce is about in the space of one hour on Saturday night. Like you said, like yeah, does his ankle comes back on, knocks Tim English out and gets it's his third suspension in like eight games or something. He had one in the preseason, one early, and then another one now, and they're all for the same sort yeah. of act where he's trying to throw his weight around, which I guess they love him doing, but. He's just going too far uh, repeatedly. Yeah, Flynn's is off, not on, Flynn's off yeah. the injury list as of oh wait, that was last week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they need to add him back on. It okay. was yeah, it was on Twitter. Hold on. Briggs is off the injury list. He was injured for a while there. So maybe yeah, they played up at an hour ago. Flynn quad two to three. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting. And Ryan Angwin, no. by the way, you got George, did you? No, I, I dipped. Oh, thank you. Yeah, last six second, to eight. Very lucky. To yeah. be a fracturer, poor bastard. Yeah, poor guy, all these yeah. guys that are getting like the first games, it's like a curse at the moment. Really unlucky. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We sort of settled there. I mean, if you have like a English and Proust both in the ruck line, then I don't know. You just cry because <laughs> we got to find a solution. So, how many trades are you willing to go down to to fix this? So for me, I have two. I feel like I'm screwed. Uh, I've cover on each line at the moment, so hopefully I can hold up and maybe you know cop a few fifty point losses at I don't know one or two week injuries, three week injuries. Even I'd even hold at this point. So how many trades would you go down to? For me, three would be the absolute limit. 
Um, four, great. I think four is a solid enough number. What do you guys think? Three's where I'll be at once my team's done, but that's knowing that I'll probably have to trade Darcy Cameron. So it's going to end up being two, but like with only maybe five, six weeks to go. So I think three is the right answer from right now is the absolute lowest, but some people don't have that luxury. Like if you got to fix it, you got to fix it. Like Proust's got to go, in my opinion. English is the hold. And then Butters, do you just try and hold Butters if this one to two week thing is true, which I guess we can get to. He was on radio Butters this afternoon saying it's just a grade two medial the same as last year, but on the other leg. So it just should be the one or two weeks. First few days, it felt pretty sore. But once I get back on the bike, it's okay. We saw him come back from this last year, and he was nowhere near the same player that he was um, for the mm. first half of that year. Mm. That's what this was when. Me. This is when later in the year, he landed on his knee. Yeah. And then he came back after a week. We thought he was going to miss more, and he was not good. He wasn't the same yeah, player. And- yeah, he also had the syndesmosis though to start yeah. the year. So like he, of course, yeah. you had a couple of things well, compounding thing at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people do forget how bad that injury was last year. But yeah. Um. So I think when it comes to how many trades left, would you like to have right? What did we say? Like an injury, roughly every three rounds. There's nine rounds left. Is there? So yeah. you, I think anything less than three is like danger territory and even three is on the cusp i think ideally four is where you would be um because then you've got a buffer just in case we have like a above average run of injuries even though i think most of the players most teams have now are fairly durable for the, for the most part um so i i like i think if you had good cover and like you had three trades and butters was your only injury or english was your only injury i'd probably just hold them um uh, but like I, I get the temptation to trade Butters because I'm pretty worried that, that he'll come back and they'll park him in the forward line or he won't look as good as before. Um, any of these things, like yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty tempted to trade Butters, kind of no matter what, as long as you can get him to a good option. That's where I sit. Yeah. I mean, I have English and him in the forward line, so uh, I'm pretty much forced here. I, I don't even have the bench cover really to to cover them, and I don't really want to field two rookies anyway there. So. Butters right, is so the one. He's going. I've written out a few scenarios here, and I'll just get like your quick, like what 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 you do in those situations. So if you only have one of Butters, English, or Proust, do you trade or hold for English? You only have English. Do you trade or hold? No, you don't uh, trade out F one or F two. Yeah, okay. so don't trade him out. You only have Butters. Trade or hold? Yeah, he's gone. Gone. Only See only have Proust. Trade or hold? Yeah, he's gone. Okay, and if you have English plus Butters, what do you do with them? Hold English, trade Butters? What I'm doing is Butters, yep. 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 If you have um, uh, Butters plus Proust? <sighs> no one will... I don't think people have cover for Proust. I think Proust has to go there. I don't think you want okay. a copper zero there. And you just wait for more news on Butters and then... And then you just get screwed later on in the year by Proust anyway. <laughs> And if you're in the un- unlucky situation where you have all three, it's hold English, see if you can trade Butters and Proust. But if you can only trade one, you'd prioritize trading Proust over Butters. Yeah, get rookie, get scores on the field. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we'll yeah. talk a little bit about who to go to in a second. But I think that's a good starting spot for how you should be thinking about getting rid of these guys and how many trades are, are a good amount to have kind of at the end of this. Can I just say, yeah. like, Butters... 
one or two one or two week injury is generally a hold. But I think we're worried about, you know, is he going to be back to his best when he comes yeah. back after this injury where he didn't last year? I know he had other things compounding, as you said before, JD. But for me, I I don't want to I don't want to pick the spiral downwards. So I I want to get out. And while he was good, he was probably going 120 this game. He was awesome that first yeah. quarter and a bit. Mm. He's only 92 average or was like 92, 93 before that. And then no, it's like 90 or something now, whereas English is like 120. Oh, I thought That's Butters was doing – I thought Butters would do 100 for the rest of the year. Yeah, he was playing very well the last couple of weeks. For but, sure. yeah. but English the is whole, just that step above. Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly as well, like um, Tim from the Herald Sun posted a couple of uh, polls on Twitter. They've got like 300 votes, which is basically asking English trader hold, 80% said hold. And then for Butters, trader hold, 71% said trade Butters. So Jeez. wisdom of the crowd is kind of agreeing with us in, in both those situations. Okay, cool. Well, then I guess we want to start on the forwards because as judging off those numbers, a lot more people are looking to trade Butters to a forward anyway so and even maybe if the people are trading english it might be to a forward but anyway let's start with the forwards we've got the top liners here this is this is my situation we've got bont parker dunkley and cogs we're assuming you know people most people own at least a few of these i've got three and one of them isn't parker he's the one coming in for me because i can afford it so if you can afford it these are the four if you don't have we say to get I know people, guys, will probably be hesitant if they've traded out Cox to get him back, but after watching him and how he's gone the last three weeks, he would be the one to get after anyone below him. you agree there, George? Yeah. Leon, he's freed from Leon. Yeah. Shackles are off. Bit of these ones. So... <laughs> no issue getting him back. Like, I understand. No. Like, we won't go the- back to trading him. Uh, that's whole scenario, but like, he's back. He looks yep. fantastic. Yeah. Put the whatever happens in the last month beside and I would, I would definitely get him back. And we've got tier two. So it gets a bit different here. We've, I mean, we've got Libra in this tier, Will Brody and Trelaw. Out of these three guys, who would you guys go first here if you didn't own? So say they all they had the top four above. They've got maybe, I don't know, Darcy Cameron or something and they've got Butters to go to one of these guys. Who would you... Who would you encourage here first? Is it Libba JD out of these three first? Uh, I like I'm least confident on Brody. Trelaw's got the hamstring history, so I guess it is probably Libba of the three. Yep. George, where do you sit? Obviously, we're assuming cash isn't too much of a problem because a lot of these guys are eighty to probably more above. Even well, Brody is like almost hundred k more than Butters, so. That probably does hamper people a bit. I still like Brody of the three, just on this form. Or oh, yeah, still averaging what is it like one hundred five, one hundred seven, something like that. One hundred five. Uh, Trelaw, I don't care about. I know he's been good. He looks fit. Uh, just soft tissue history. Um, so not for me. I think Libba's dribbler. He's been okay the past few years. So I'd probably go Brody, Libba, and then Trelaw. Yep. The tier three. Now, this is the this is the more fun, it's the kind of fun side of Supercoach where we all pick the stupid guys that we just can't afford the top liners. We only want to use one trade. We don't have the cash. 
we did it last year with Shea Bolt and Kyle Langford and how did that uh, go? And this is the way that a few of these could go as well. But It's similar, yeah. <laughs> I think it's slightly better this year though. Yeah, it does. It does look better. I'll, I'll read them out, what we've got, and then you guys maybe just pick a couple because if we speak about all of these, we'll be here for a while. But we've got kind of in order, Jade Gresham, Isaac Heaney, Tim Tarano, Harry Himmelberg, Goldstein, Darcy Cameron, Liam Baker, and then we got the key forwards, Jezza, Tex. Uh, we got Connor Rosie, Jed Anderson, Mitch Duncan, and Lipinski. So there's a lot of guys that are all sort of around that 90 mark. But you have to pick a couple here, JD. Who would you go to first? Well, uh, and I'd say we really are in the weeds with these quite hairy picks that we're looking at right here. And if if you are in a hairy situation, maybe you should be considering Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which has recently arrived. And it has all oh, oh so much in that package. The Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver. You know that ball deodorant. You guys have been using that. You love that. Uh, the Performance Boxer Briefs, Travel Bag, and so much more. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FTTV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code FTTV. <laughs> Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now, in terms of those picks that you're weighing up, uh, I'm probably in the situation where I have to find a cheaper one to uh, fill out my team if I'm going to move butters on this week. Um, my situation is... I'm missing one of those top liners in Bont who I'd already planned to do McCartan up to Bont this week. So that's trade one. And then trade two is what do, what do I do with Butters? And I've only got about 490K. So I think like that Gresham marks about where I top out. Um, so there's a few interesting picks in here. Like I think Himmelberg's actually the one that I would love to back in for this tier and just jump on for that ride. But he's a little bit out of my price range. Um, the other ones I like the look of is probably Heaney. He did look a little bit more like early season Heaney um in the game we just saw on the weekend he's not getting any mid time but i think that's all right we're still going to get a 95 to 105 average from heaney from here if he kind of keeps that up um gresham i'm probably going to stay away from just because of the preseason injury concerns which haven't played out during this year i'd say the other thing with gresham is um from the quick look at his scoring he's done much better with steel out of the side steel should be back this week i think that means he'll fade away a little bit compared to some of the other options uh, and then um, the only other one I'm seriously looking at is Tim Taranto, which um, I know a lot of people won't be considering whatsoever. He is cheap, though. He's obviously coming off a few weeks missed with his back. And I guess what's exciting to see here is what does he do under McVeigh? Uh, we've seen a lot of GWS players kind of bounce back to their best and be put in the right roles. And Tim Taranto is potentially another one that could be saved from the forward line and, and get a little bit more mid-time through the back end of the year, which would make him, I think, a pick worth considering at least. Um, now, George will say, JD, you can't go in blind on Tim Taranto, but that's all right. He actually played a game of VFL on the weekend. Uh, and in that VFL game, he had 32 touches, eight marks, three tackles for 113 fantasy so he got through that well and, you know, put up some good numbers. I think that is at least some promising signs and a, and a worth a consideration. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I guess to wrap that up quickly, I'm... Oh, and like Goldie, I don't mind, but he's a little bit more expensive as well. So uh, I think the ones I'm most interested in are, yeah, like Goldie, Himmelberg, Taranto and Heaney. And then the others that you mentioned, like Darcy Cameron, no interest because Grundy's coming back. Gresham, not as much interest because... Um, Steel's coming back. Uh, I'll probably stay away from the key forwards in um, Jez Cameron, Tex, uh, Hawkins, those types, just because 
they can be really boom or bust and generally more often than not when when these picks are taken to the back end of the year they just don't work out especially over seven or eight rounds like if you're just picking them for three rounds at the very end and they got a soft fixture then whatever but for that long of a run just generally i like i haven't seen it work too much and then I think um, the problem with like Rosie, Anderson, Duncan, Lipinski types is you're only going to get a low 90s out of them. And they all have some other concerns, whether it be durability or role or whatever it may be. So, um, yeah, that's my very long but <laughs> quick answer on the, the that kind of cheaper bracket of, of options. So pretty much those first three you're looking at. Or oh, so Heaney, Taranto, yeah. and Himmelberg would be the three that I'm most yeah. strongly considering. And then, yeah, like Goldie as well, I guess I, I, I somewhat like as an option to bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need a quizzy on some of those really quickly. Okay. So, just quickly, uh, I think Goldstein, a few North supporters in our Discord are going Goldstein. Obviously, yep. trying to get some sort of joy out of watching North, but hopefully that works out. <laughs> That's like, uh, what is it, drawing blood from stone? Pretty much. They've been playing well, but do they. Like they've obviously shifted the ruck time much more towards him in the last like five to six weeks. Yeah. Is that continue for the last five to six weeks or even more? Like, do they want to go back to Cherry as the season gets old and, you know, the games sort of just get less important? Not that they've been too much important for them, but, you know, they want to, you know, get Cherry more into that ruck time like they were early in this season. I don't know. Looking at the CBAs, earlier in the year before Cherry went down, I think it was a foot issue. I can't remember exactly. Uh, just on the eye test, looking at the CBAs, I think it was about 60-40 to Cherry in his favor. And that has flipped the last yep. three weeks. It's about 65-35. Yep. Um, I'd say like so, the other thing as well is like um, with all these rucks going down, for any of the remaining rucks, it's easier for them to score, presumably because they're taking on worse opposition. Um, and North run home is like pretty nice when it comes to difficulty, like strength of the schedule. I think they've only got a few teams in the top eight and they play a lot of the, like they play Adelaide twice. They've got Essendon still, um, Hawks, you know, those types. So there's a lot of nice matchups in there that could see goalies get a score a fair bit in wins. Well, yeah. or so wanna, at least closer games. So I want to ask you two questions on Himmelberg and Timmy. So yep. Himmelberg, no Flynn, no Bruce. They threw him in the ruck in the fourth quarter and forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about this. Are you concerned about I that? that out. Yeah, I'm a little, Phil I'm Davis a little bit too. concerned. Phil Davis Played is coming back. BFL. Yeah, yeah he did. Back. He did. So in an, interview, in an interview this week, what they did with Himmelberg, it's funny, they put the headline as Harry Himmelberg, GWS forward, and the interview <laughs> was him about playing defense. Um <laughs> But yeah, he said he was more of a halfback than a key position, which is good. We saw the plenty of marks good rebounding role. still. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I think going forward, they want him back there and they're going to use him back there when they can. But this week, it's you can see the them. Yeah. yeah. Unless they make Briggs solo or something. So uh, yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. And then Tim Taranto, uh, are you not worried that they could play him forward for the year? Well, so yeah, so like even when they were playing him forward um, through the first part of the year, he was still getting like 50, 60% CBAs. And I just don't think he was playing particularly well. Okay. So I like, I you know, even if that's the role they put him back to, it was still a 50% CBA role. He yeah. was scoring okay out of position early in the year. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I think like, yeah, I don't know, because... 
that they've got Callan Ward taking CBAs again. And I think that could be taken up or should be taken up by uh, Hopper or Taranto. Callum was just sort of the when people are out, he'll he's the next, you know, first man exactly fill it in the role. But yeah. once they're in, he can go play elsewhere. Yeah. And like they've got Tanner Bruin going through the CBAs as well. Like, do you really want Bruno? Mind you, he's played well, hasn't he? He's, he's been he's been well. okay. He's been he's been okay. He has been okay. It just feels like like the the motto really of Spike has been play players in their best position. Uh, yeah. And, and Taranto is definitely like a better midfielder, at least coming up to the ball more. And I think they would probably prioritize that over Ward or like Brun. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. It is a little bit of a risk. It is a little bit of a risk. I'm not going to lie. But I think, you know, if we saw his early season form again, especially with GWS getting more wins on the board, you're looking at what, like low 90s at worst, which is around the same price as uh, like range some of these others. But you have upside into the 105, 110 range if he gets a better role and GWS are playing well. Cool. All right, I'm going to ask you two boys to get on the Supercoach website and filter in the forwards and make it 480k max. And we're going to speak about, just because if Butters, if you've got three trades, you don't want to use two to get him up to someone good. You've really got to use one. Correct. And let's say for people who have, you know, 10K or less in the bank, they can only go to, one, you know, him or below, or let's say 480 is what I said. Or below, let's go through probably your top three options of the lot there. Would we all have Isaac as number one of these options? Isaac is so fun to own when he's on. <laughs> um, it's just the timeline with with Heaney is the first five weeks, like number one player in the comp, basically. Well, what the AFL play ratings on he on was Twitter. missing. Yes, he started to slow down, and he he his style of play. I don't know if it was coaching for me. I thought it was just maybe he was just slowing down, a bit of confidence. Um, maybe saw I don't know, but he was playing more of like a small crumbing forward. He did have a game in there where he actually played midfield against Carlton, where they needed him in there. He was a bit um, that day. But yeah, the last two weeks, even the week before the bye, he was you know taking a few marks overhead again. He was slotting, uh, you know, kicking straight. He looked really good, and on the weekend, freshened up. And this is what we were saying. Like I didn't really want to trade Henny to English, but I thought we need to get English in because he's clear the way he's going. At the time, it was like one thirty average. So. Um, yeah, I think for those who held him, completely fine because he's freshened up after the buy. He went 92 post by last year. Why can't he do that at least again? So he looks great. The role, Heaney scores out of position when he's when he's on. So uh, for me, I, I like Heaney. He's got the best history this year for preseason and no soft tissue history, although we know with Heaney, it's everything else. Um, Heaney would be my number one. JD, for those who never want to touch Heaney, can't stomach it. Who who would be the next the next guy on this list? I think it's Taranto for me. Like I think I would take the risk on Taranto. I've kind of talked myself into it a little bit. <laughs> um, I think that's like, that's who I'd go to. I mean, it best, could it clearly could, the best scorer of these. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if if I could promise you, Taranto was playing midfield this week, you'd take him oh, over Heaney, wouldn't you? I think so. The back does worry me slightly that it's just like a back yeah. flaring up. We was playing through it, right, wasn't he? And it just wasn't getting better. So they had to put him on ice. Yep. yep. You'd assume he's okay, but that's obviously something and in an injury that you just don't know and can come back at any time. Um, yeah. But I think I would 
like I think I like the risk of Taranto. Yeah. And it's a bunch of key forwards, and really, I only one for me. If we were to throw out a third, if you didn't like those two, would be honestly Connor Rosie, as much maligned of a player he is. Um, you know, Butters is probably not going to be playing much midfield from here out. You'd see even after the injury, mm. sort of like he did last year. Um, he's pretty much got the mid-roll mostly locked up. I know it has changed uh, in a couple of random weeks where he just hasn't got as much time. But, you know, he was almost 80% CBAs in the weekend and he does tend to butcher it a bit, but he did get there in the end. But, yeah, what do you guys think on Rosie? I think he plays better than he scores. I don't know. I like He's Rosie. Been... I like Rosie's yeah. play. He was, he was, I think it was before, like preseason last year, he was on my watch list before he had a bunch of problems. I, I mean, he's a roller coaster ride, though. I, like, I, I, I couldn't see myself picking him over the other two. The, yep. the only other one, and I'll get your take on, is uh, okay. Baker. So he's five round averages at over 100. And I think it's the only one over 100 of the, of the list we're talking about. Yeah. Um, nice. Actually, by five round average, the only one that isn't a key forward or butters is uh, Rankin. That's next up. Oh um, my God. So, yeah. So, um, Baker, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, about five rounds ago, is when he moved more behind the ball when Short pushed up to the midfield. Yeah. Right. So, he, for those that don't watch a lot of Tigers, he was very important for the first half of the year, but was probably playing more in front of the ball. Um, and then his super coach scoring's kind of picked up since moving behind the ball, where he's just able to get his hands on on the pill a bit more. Is that right? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, last year he started back and then went forward in the last few like six weeks, and then played well. He plays well anywhere. He's he he's, he's the type of guy that really good player to watch. Every team wishes they had, and we wish we yeah. probably had for him, but unfortunately, there's only one. But that's the thing; it can change game to game. If he goes forward, you don't always guaranteed points up forward, are you? It's just more of a yeah, uh, harder position, but he went up forward against uh, Port two weeks ago and changed the game and was unbelievable in that fourth quarter. Last week he pretty much played defense the whole game. It's just too much chopping and changing for me to be like to go onto it. But it is it is a tasty pick. Like uh, hopefully someone we can maybe pick in the future. But I wouldn't go there. I don't think um, he's still probably developing his midfield game as well. Like at some point, does he go in there? He has a very small. Stage has gone in there, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anywhere he can't play, but it's just too much. These yeah. players we've seen in the past, like your Houston's and all them that jump around the place, it's hard to maintain scoring um, and consistency. So, yeah, there's two other forwards um, that we haven't touched on that I'm just going to bring up just so we can put the line through. Uh, <laughs> Dustin Martin. <laughs> He's probably the one I'd go over, Baker, but yeah, no, nah, just not too much going on with Dusty. Uh, what about um, uh, Jordan Ngoi, Mr. Bali? <laughs> uh, I don't think could, so. Couldn't do it. Couldn't okay. Do it. And then there's one like kind of left field one. Uh, hasn't had a good year so far. Been riddled with injuries, but came home strong last year in Jake Stringer. What was his role on the weekend or on the Friday night? Uh, so he was starting, I mean, he's still mainly forward, but he was starting to get a little bit more midfield time. So I think he had something like 37% CBAs after having like just the one CBA the week before. 
So I'm guessing yeah. as the, he builds his fitness base, he's going to start to get a, a few more rotations through there. Scored a 98, but he's uh, like 368k for years. This is like a super discount option. Yeah. You'd have to have big Naris to do that, wouldn't you? Okay. Look, he went All on right. a nuts run last year, but yeah. Yeah, he's got West Coast this week, so it could feel yeah. very good for one week and then hurt for <laughs> eight more. But okay, that's good. Like, just good to cover those off because I know we'll get questions about them if we yeah. uh, if we don't bring them up. I mean, look, Duncan's there. George is going to shoot him down. But um, if you want to take a risk there on a thirty-plus-year-old that is playing behind the ball, mostly it's another option too. But yeah, no recent soft tissue injuries, please. Yeah. Yeah, none of them. Especially when you're going probably down to like three trades. It just yeah. Honestly, yeah. You want more general players? Yeah. Anyone else, George? That you looked at? I mean, pick pick the. This is a fun part where you can pick the player you really want to pick. If you like, (laughs) like, I'm a fan of Lipinski. I know he's a very boring, nothing but safe, durable, low nineties pick. He's just had a really difficult fixture. He's played Melbourne, Carlton, Brisbane. Not, no, not Brisbane. Um, Fremantle, dogs. dogs. He's just yes. He's had a really, really difficult fixture. So I'd assume that it opens up a little bit without looking at it, given they've played all them. So if you're looking for oh, safe, does. durable, boring, like low upside, maybe I, mean, I don't think that's a spend to go but. Regardless, Lipinski doesn't need CBAs. Even though his role is not super great and the CBAs are down, he's still half forward pushing into stoppage a fair bit. Lately, probably spending a bit more time forward-ish, but he covers the ground like, like almost, I reckon top 10 in the league, the way he covers the ground. So he's always able to find the ball. I Just on Lipinski, he hears footsteps coming because one, Matthew Rao is only 17 points behind him now. And now oh, no. There, George. Raul's gone back to back 120s. I don't know where this was when he was in our team, but oh, I tell you yeah. what, he's heating up. He's got a three round average of 107. He's coming home strong. That is close to the wire. Yeah. yeah. You are right, though, George. Giants, Gold Coast, they're not too bad middle of the pack teams, but then North, Adelaide, Essendon in the next three after that. So Collingwood do have a pretty decent run. I mean, side note, they do have a chance to, I guess, push for finals with that sort of fixture, but we'll see. It does, yeah, it does finish off tough the last month, though. All right, that was yeah. a lot on the forwards. As George said before, just, just a tick ago, it's it's the fun part. Pick who you like the most. Obviously, no, there's probably a few risks or a lot of risks with pretty much every of these, one of these guys that you're sort of going butters price or below. If you can grab one of those top liners, obviously, you do it. If it's going to take you two trades and you're going to get... I'll ask you boys just lastly. Is it going to take you two trades and you want to use two to get butters up to a primo? What's, what trades you want to be left with with a full team? Is it three, like we said before? I think three at worst. I think it's yeah. four. Yeah. Four? Four's probably safer, yeah. If you're doing two trades and going to three, I'd rather just do one and have four. You reckon? So from five, you'd just do one? Well, like, yeah, because the other thing is, like, unless you're getting, like, I don't know, Bontepelli or something like that, right? Bont you're going to have... It, say say you could use a luxury trade on like butters up to I don't know liver this week, or you could be doing I don't know say short to Stewart next week, or like getting steel into your midfield. I'd rather have one of those two if I'm throwing away a luxury trade than getting liver than a forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it, I just I, I wouldn't be doing it there. I wouldn't be using it trade there. Can we touch on Jed Anderson before we move on? Uh, let's, <laughs> let's speak on them all. <laughs> Of course. No, go on. Of course. Okay. Of course, so, of course it's an anti-vaxxer. Of course. 
<laughs> don't go there <laughs> that's for that's for discord private chat anyway um dead anderson cba's in 2020 uh he scored really well so i think i don't have the titles here but last five or six 78 sorry 72 68 75 about mid 70s for the um in 2020 but that has dropped this year to I want to say around in the 40s as I just bring it up. Uh, Anderson's CBA's last four, 46, 52, 42, 38. So they've dropped. They're not what they used to be. Uh, I think he has the high ceiling of a lot. Um, have you entertained Anderson at all, JD? Uh, he's more of a fantasy pick for mine than a super yeah. coach pick. I think even when he was hot last year, he didn't really translate that into super coach points. I oh, know it was 2020 that was his best year, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, Went 104. Think, yeah, yeah. And, but that was like um, boosted by like a few peak games. Um, and I think it was pretty average outside of that. Yeah. But like had... in, in 2020 in fantasy, he had the highest points per minute of any player in the comp, which is why like they've continued to love him over in that format, even though I don't think he's ever really translated here. So uh, no, I, I, I don't like him as much as Heaney or Toronto. I think his roles is like these 140, five scores over 140. Yeah, but you got to remember 2020 was like four. Sorry, four. Yeah. You, mm. In 2020, Just, you had like, yeah, you had some weird scaling in some of those games. It just saw you get some like ceilings that you wouldn't otherwise see. Yep. Fair enough. I, I think it is an option. Uh, it's a bit of durability risk in there, like a preseason yep. too. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, just thought to mention him. No, huh. it's worth a, worth a mention, but I, I probably wouldn't. All right, and then we'll speak about Jordan's situation here when he's got English in the ruck line and he has an option of going all those forwards, but instead he's opting for the big O in the ruck, swinging English hey. uh, down into the forward line. Part of a plan to have cover as well, but of course the prices just don't sort of work as well where... Like Big O is pretty much the only one around sort of Butters Price um, that is any good, whereas the rest are sort of north of that. So let's speak on a few. We've got, what, six, seven names here. We've got Sean Darcy, if you can afford him, I think is a logical move if you want like a Ruckman and then have English's cover later on. Nank is there. Um, Goldie, as we spoke about with the forwards. Blitzarves, who got Ruck status at one of the the junctions and he's got defender ruck status. Um, Big O, who George is most likely going. Roll Marshall, who I just think looks injured and um, isn't going as great as he has in previous years. And then Luke Jackson, who a few might be looking at, at a bit of a discount price, who will pretty much get solo ruck time for about a month. So where do you want to start, George? What What's the plan for people if they want to go a ruckman instead of sort of a forward or whatever situation they might be in? I think if you can use two trades, you get big old Shrek easily. And Nank's been good too. I think Darcy Ceiling is just very appealing. And I think he'll benefit more than others from the week off as well. I, I think Taberner should be back. So yep. should help. So in two trades, it's for me, I'd go to Darcy. Uh, I know the durability risk doesn't seem to have long-term injuries. Seems to have all these short niggles, and you never know with injuries. But um, with only nine rounds left, and I suppose you have English covering. Yeah, I, I would not go. Yeah, you get an English uh, into the want, forward line. So. I wouldn't go him without English cover. 
Yep. Um, and even Nang's dribbly is not crash hot either. And he's rocking no. with Soldo. Um, well, not recently. Not recently. Oh, really? I swear they played like two games ago with Soldo. Yeah, was... yeah. Uh, when I say recently, I mean last week. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to check the CBA. I, okay, he, he didn't play. He got dropped. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. He was still scoring well with Soto in the team, though. It's yep. interesting. And it was about a 65-35 split, roughly. Interesting. So, I don't mind Nank. I mean, his form's been good. Um, but, yeah, I'd go in two trades to one of those two, whoever you like. Uh, the other options, Goldie, I, yeah, as we spoke about before, like what are the North doing for the rest of the season? Not sure. Even though he's quite old as well, so you never know. They could tail off. Um, but he just hasn't the past few years. <laughs> Solid. And then Blitzov's, well, Segler is one week away. Is he best 22? I'm not sure. They've already, I mean, Blitzov's fantasy scores dropped off the past three weeks, I want to say to what it was when he was rucking more. Now Stanley's back in the team. I haven't really monitored Blitzarves enough, but the, the CBAs have dropped off a cliff the past few weeks. So Yeah, it's just his playing defense, I yeah. think. Yeah, with Stanley back. So, yeah, I think it's a, a void. Yep. So then if you don't have money, you're trying to get Butters, because we're holding English, you're trying to get Butters or Proust to somebody. I think all you've got is Luke Jackson. If you've got Proust, um He's speculative still. I know he's getting solo ruck time, but he hasn't really have a strong history of scoring well. A few weeks at the start of the year, he's still pretty young. Um, there's been a few samples here and there where he's solid rucked and he hasn't really scored that well. So, I mean, he looked great at the start of the year and in the final series, especially the grand final. But I guess if it's all you can get to from Bruce in one trade, I think I'd even go down to two just to get a proper ruckman rather, rather than go Jackson. He's got Gorn coming back anyway. That's that's the so thing. I think you only get some of this. So. Yeah, so I don't really see the point, but I can see um, if you've got like no trades virtually, and then you need to go get someone in one. I think it's Priester Jackson, but that's not a good spot. Or you've that's got like six you or be. seven, and you're like okay to take the risk, knowing that you'll have to trade him back out. Yeah, I guess yeah. is the other thing. Oh, even then, I'd still go up. I think. Yeah, if you got those trades, then you probably would. You'd yeah. just use two. But maybe if you're dealing with butters too, I don't know. Yeah. So that leaves basically two <laughs> players, Rowan Marshall and Oscar McInerney. Um, not sure if I'm missing anyone, but Rowan's cooked. He's not playing well. Um, I read St. Kilda Big Footy Board on him. They're all saying he's got to be injured. So I believe that. And yeah, he just doesn't look as good. So, and probably playing, feels like he's more forward and their riders taking a bigger ruck share without looking at the CBAs, just on watching the games. So that leaves big O. So I'm pretty much backed into a corner here. I will be trading in Oscar McInerney. Now, I wouldn't trade him in unless you um, don't have to. No, nope, but you can you can stop the sentence there. I wouldn't trade him in. Yep, but no, keep going. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Thanks. A good synergy between us there. Um, yeah, I'm trading him in because... Okay, Fort is no longer best 22 unless one of their injury-prone forwards get injured in Danaher, McStay, or Hipwood. Who have sure all Hipwood's, been injured sure. in the past yes. four months. I mean, 
So Hipwood outside the ACL hasn't been injury prone. Yeah, so I should Dan, give him credit there. Yeah, Danaher's yeah. been fine since the OP. Like, he hasn't been really facetious. had any. Yeah, uh, and then McStay, I didn't even think he was injury prone until he had. Oh, he's what, missed a few games year. here and there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm a bit harsh there, but not the perfect durability anyway. Yeah. And then um, thank you to Dr. Left a uh, a bit of an essay on Big O for me on uh, my YouTube review. And he was saying that they can use McStay down back, which could open up a slot for four, for Fort forward. Um, I think he said if like Andrews goes down, which again is like okay. a, a rare thing, but possible. But put it this way, it's a bit like Jacob Ware a few weeks ago. I went early on Ware knowing it was a risk, but sometimes you got to make a play like that and hope it works out. And um, yeah. it worked out. It got me, got me out of Proust. So if I didn't get out of Proust, well... I would have been in this position, a much, much, much worse position. But it's a bit like that. I have to take a chance here. And hopefully that with the ruck duties, he was solo ruck for the most part. I think Fort was subbed on. And he only scored like a 70 or 80 odd, not super well. I can't remember. But he played but it was against yeah. the most restricting combo, I believe, in Ryder and Marshall. And then the week before was also against uh, Big Shrek. But his five run average is 100. And we know that he started slow last year, although this year was against um, – he had fought in the team. But when you look at his preseason, he had a great preseason. He was saying he wants to be the best ruckman in the in the competition. Later in the preseason, go, he goes, oh, uh, I wish we could have five ruckmen in the team. I'm happy to share the load. I'll play the, I'll play the role for the team. But now I think their best setup is Oscar taking most of the ruck, McStay reliefing, and they can't really drop – any of their key forwards like McStay, Danaher, Hipwood, and a big O, you can't drop them for. So Ford's a bit stiff to be there. So I have to hope it works out. And he's gone 86 with Fort in the team. So yeah, I'm hoping that's year. his floor. And it was about 110, 115 post by last year. Yeah. And look, it's a bit of a bet, but if you guys have a better idea, let me know. I, I can't, if, like, I'm not willing to go down to one trade. Because I just think it's too risky at, with nine weeks. It's not to even go. like an option that just stands out that you would do it for anyway in the ruck. I guess Shrek's the one, but it's just it's yeah. not that beneficial to put yourself to one trade to get Shrek, who him he himself could make you be using mm-hmm. that one trade the next week. So, no, nah. I think he's under five hundred k in the ruck line. There really isn't anyone else. I mean, Jared Witz is now under six hundred k, but yeah, he's yeah. not someone you'd even want and then there's no one else like and at, there's honestly, no one. <laughs> at, yeah and at this point i just want a warm body just about and like don't completely tank your average and big o's had i think he rolled his ankle and then he got suspended this year so he's barely missed a game i think he's missed two games in three years i want to say so um probably the more durable one of the entire lot so maybe along with goldie so but can't get to goldie so that's my pick all can be going. That'll be fun. Yeah. Before you go, right. JD, there's oh, no, two it's just, highest just... trade-ins, a Bont, and the second is Luke Jackson already yeah. this week. Yeah. I was just going to apologize, actually, to all our listeners because normally we don't um, dedicate 10 minutes to you know hear George <laughs> rationalize a bad pick, but uh, the guy's hurting this week, and so we just thought we'd give him the platform really to have at it and, and really talk some big O wax lyrical. Um, but please don't get baited into following him. But no, no, no. I, I like... I think of the right options, he is the um, the best one. 
Uh, Brisbane Lions injury list, by the way. I think it's only Kyle Loman that they've got left. Zorko should get up from his hamstring and then it's like all good. So they do have the full range of players available. I think um, it's like exactly as you said, as long as Fort doesn't play McInerney, should be a good option from here on home. It's just that Fort hasn't done anything to get dropped. It's just Brisbane have a full Structure. injury. Uh, like, yeah, they have yep. a full list of players. Um, and so he's the one that unfortunately misses out. So, yeah, I think that's the only thing that worries me. That, like, the first chance they can to get him in, they might. Um, but yeah, no, no. All right. So, uh, so can I just quickly finish? Yeah. I need to finish the big O explanation <laughs> just really quickly. There's two things I noticed that his disposals are overall down on last year. Maybe that increases with the big O. I'm not sure. Uh, with a fought out, I don't know. And something else. I forgot. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I, I think it should because Fort was taking a lot of hit outs um, when yeah. he was playing. Like he was, he's been something like 35, 40% CBAs. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, this week, the CBAs did not change with Fort at the team, although he was subbed on late and Fort did take a 19% CBAs. Uh, yep. 14%, anyway. but who's counting? Okay, um, okay I think so... I 19, my bad. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. So, um, I know you were asking about Bont and... I'm just saying Luke Jackson is the second Luke highest Jackson. traded in premium. Right, well, right, right. Premium, he's 380k, but right. you know, not rookie. So interesting. A lot of people are going down that route. I guess that's a lot of Proust owners, um, sort of with no yeah. cash. So, um, a couple of things on this pick. So, one, you get to save a bit of money up front, which is pretty handy because if you then do have to make other injury trades, you've got some cash in bank later on, which is nice. Um, but I, I think the problem is like Gorn is only two to four weeks away from the syndesmosis injury. And then once he's back, gone, uh, like Luke Jackson's gone back to his old role. And what's he averaging? 70 or something? 80 at the moment? So mm. is it worth getting a cheap option that might score better as a solo rock? We don't even know that he will. We don't have a big sample size or anything to see him score well in that role. He's not a great uh, hit out to advantage or, or tap rock. He's much more around the ground type. So are we going to see him have like an English style breakout for what, two to four games and then him go back to 80s? Like... Maybe you get a 85 to 90 average from of him from here on out, which isn't like the worst at 380k if you need the cash. It's just like, I don't think this pick works. I think it fails more often than it succeeds. Um, so yeah. I, I don't love the Luke Jackson pick. I feel like it's a little bit of desperation. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, on the Bont side, I think of all the forwards, if you if you are trading out butters and you don't have bond and that's that's the obvious one to go to that's where i'd be looking as well so no problems with that yep quickly we should maybe pay respect to a lot of people don't like shrek and i understand george is is kind of one of them and i totally no, no, get no, it no, like, no. no 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 I, durability um, and that's it that's, that's what it. i mean and if you're going down to two three trades you might be one a guy that um isn't as you know prone to stuff like that riley o'brien he's not yes you know yeah. 10k Good cheaper shout. than 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 darcy How's uh, he pains, to you, George? Pains <laughs> George to hear, Rob, because he wants um, straw well, he, or whatever. Three weeks ago, he went. No, that's the, oh, what's, what's his name? The your backup, Strawn or something? Or I don't know. Strawn, yeah. yeah. Strawn. It was only three weeks uh, ago. He dropped the one seventy on Geelong. Um, but yeah, he just it was hasn't turned up enough. Ago, he got dropped. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that's my only worry. Like, I'm not too sure. Like, Rob's, he's been better since. Uh, he came back, but is he going to hold his spot for the rest of the year? Uh, I think he will, but there's always a chance that he doesn't. Yep. 
But I think Rob's definitely better than backup Rob. I mean, so like his next few matches, by the way, so North. Um, so that's against Goldie and Cherry, which is like a, a decent ruck duo, but like you'd, you'd think there'd be some points on offer there. Then Melbourne, which will be presumably Luke Jackson solo rucking. Uh, then you've got Hawks, Collingwood, and then Sydney, whoever's rucking um, for them. Probably Hickey back by that point. So I don't know. That's like a pretty nice run for him at least. And then after that, still has West Coast and North on the run home as well, as well as Port to finish it out. So there's a lot of nice soft matchups to Rob, which I, I don't mind. I, I'd, I'd be entertaining him. Yep. If you I'd go up to Darcy. Darcy. Or yeah. you already had Darcy, yeah. maybe, and you don't have cash for wits. That might be a situation. So you didn't have wits, right? You had Darcy already and uh, yeah. Darcy and Proust or something. Yeah. Interesting. All right. There's not a hell of a lot left to speak on. We've covered every possible play there is on both those lines. Um I mean, we're assuming at this point most people's defences are finished and they you know, probably only need a mid or something, but I've got to delay my last mid due to uh, Zachy Butters. So um, we'll, I guess we'll speak more on those lines next week um, once, you know, most people are finishing their teams or uh, already have finished. We'll maybe do some rankings and whatnot. Um, well, I feel like we should next week. I feel like we should do the rankings for the forwards and rucks this week just because we've gone over it so much. Yeah. So like yeah. For, for, for rucks, I'd have Wits and Darcy as one and two. Any, yep. dis- any disagreements? Uh, there's no one else to choose from. Wits looked look bad on the weekend. He couldn't get but, off the ground. But would you put like Nank, Rob, okay, or Bigo it. ahead of him? Or even Goldie? Probably just Bigo. No. Okay, Bigo. Um, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. I think you, you got to back... I suppose you got to back in Wits and Darcy from here. And yeah, I, I like, like I think third or something because that's you're probably not having wits go 115 from here. But I think even if he regresses and goes like 105 to 110, that's probably still top two ruck for no, I'll take that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and then so in the forwards, I think we'd all have Tim English one still once he comes back from concussion. Bontempelli, Dunkley, Parker, Coggs as the top five. Yeah. Um, now yeah. we'd probably have like Bailey Smith in there as number six once he returns, but that's a that's a ways off. So, um, who would you guys put in at six? Is it Brody? Is it Libba? Is it Trelaw? Is it someone else? I think it's take- Brody and Libba, like neck and neck. And I'll probably say Brody until I see like a, a a roll shift or something. I think he just that game before the bye, he just just was his poorest game in a while. So I think that's just an outlier. He should be. Okay, I would say coming back after the buy, so I'd have him just ahead of Libba. Like it's more, as yeah. George was saying, it's more uh, secure role. He's like much higher in the pecking order than than Libba is. Although Libba does get a bit, but you just don't know with the dogs. So I'll have him just ahead of Libba, but it's probably out of those two. Yeah, I say Brody too. I think he's scored like eighty-two, something like that. And I suppose we should say he was in the fifties. Yeah. So I still got a Brody's 105. Liver was low 100s, probably low 100s again this year. So I'll back Brody in. All right. Liver's a 103 at the moment, but that includes the 56 he had round one after he was coming back from COVID. So, um, and like, I think they played him forward with no mid time for the first couple of games. So I think that like yeah. weighs him down a touch. Uh, so I will back in Liver from here. Um, I think I'll say like, I'm going to continue to death ride Brody. I think <laughs> five back does affect him, even if he continues to have CBAs in mid minutes. It's just another option, another mouth to feed in the midfield that 
pulls rank over Brody. It's going to hurt him a little bit. They can't have both Brody and Fife not doing defensive stuff in the midfield. So I think um, I think uh, that will hurt Brody scoring, even if he continues to get similar opportunity. And then Libba, we've seen him scoring well with Baz, without Baz, but he should get some benefit while Baz is out and then um, finish home strong. And I think like the dogs are starting to click a little bit as well. So um, maybe them winning. Uh, a few more games in the run home compared to what they had in the first half helps him too. So, yeah, uh, but I don't mind. I mean, a lot of people already have Brody, so they're probably not picking between these two. But yeah, I'd, I'd slightly back in Libba. It will be interesting when Tabin is back to see what they do. I had Logue sort of filling that role. I assume he goes back. You know, is there much need for four, five as forward as he was that sort of first game? I don't know. It's just sort of hard. We didn't, not mm. enough of a sample size to see what they're going to do with that situation, I mean, but. I think Logue's, JL knows Logue's what Brody is. Brody's bench or is in the center bounce and then that's it. Like he literally comes on and he's in the center and that's it. And then if he's not on, he's on the bench. Like if he's not in the midfield, he's on the bench. So um, I think he's been too good to sort of not continue that, but we'll see. Maybe there's a, a form dip. He has been up for so long. Like let's be real. He's played unbelievably well. So can he keep that up for a full AFL season? We'll see. Rookies, I mean, there's a few that we're going to have to go to with these people are making two trades. I'm one of those, so I'll need some uh, assistance here on who to get. Um, Obviously, line dependent, but the old defender rookies, boys, we were looking for them for so long, uh, and now they've decided to pop up when we need them least. (laughs) And that's (laughs) Massimo D'Ambrosio, who, look, I did get last week. Some people probably, or a lot did get him last week sort of just for a one-week uh, on-field play, but then uh, hopefully his cover for the rest of the season for me. But Paddy Parnell as well, George, who played, who has played really well in the two games he's played pre and post-buy. So, look, if you had to pick one this week, I think we're all in agreement. It's just take the 20K with D'Ambrosio because it, it will probably help you in the future. But if you Unless could go you Parnell... Like, if they were your only playing rookie on defense and you didn't need the 20K this week, I could see people picking Parnell over Ambrosio. But, yeah. like, both both are, are good options. Has he solidified his job security? Or oh, speak to both you boys, I guess. George, Parnell probably in the team for a while. Uh, yeah, I think would, he will What be. would Johnny say? Sorry, say that again? What would John Ralph say? Not playing Sample for a while? <laughs> Very long time. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think Parnell... Yeah, he played good. I think Crow's youth just constantly rotating. They don't know who's best 22 or not, but Chase Jones been in and out. I think Brown's out. I think he stayed out. So, yeah, I think Parnell will keep playing. I'd be shocked if he's dropped in the near future. I think he should keep playing. Showed a bit. He's like, Chase Jones cannot accumulate to save his life, unfortunately. And uh, Parnell did it in one game. So I think he just yeah. keeps holding. Uh, be Will, Will Hamill's old. playing too, so I think he might even... Five disposals from Hamill. Yeah. We need he, more from him. Kicked a good goal, but didn't do anything yeah. else. And D'Ambrosio, yeah, JD, what, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so... Yes, he was. I thought he was very good for the first game. Did a lot of good defensive stuff. Also showed a bit of flair coming off halfback as well. Um, so for Essendon, there's probably uh, a few that are ready to come back this week in Parrish, Langford, and Snelling. Now, none of those are defenders, and we've got McGrath coming out of the side. So I think he's most Safe, likely yeah. to hold, but the only thing is, like, when McGrath comes back, we will have actually cut a lot of the fat out of the side. So um, is it Ambrosia that goes uh, over, like, 
some of the others that'll be like around that best wintry mark, like a Durham, for example, uh, or a Hind or something like that. Uh, Hind was very good this Both week. Both of obviously. those have been so, playing well, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the problem. So I think um, I think Parnell probably has the slightly better job security. And that's what I was saying. Like if you need them as you're playing D7 for the year mm-hmm. for here, I think Parnell's done more to secure his job than Ambrosio. But I would like to see Ambrosio get more games. So it kind of just depends what, what happens over the coming weeks. But yeah, I'd have Parnell more likely to be ahead. The only other defender option I guess we could talk about is uh, Cleary, right? Who's an outside chance um, to return yeah. for the Dogs this week with uh, Dure, um, getting picking up that injury. But yeah, like Crozier could be ahead of him. So it's a little bit like Crozier's been racking up in the VFL, but I guess it depends on whether they're looking more for a defender or a, or a accumulator to, to replace him. Yep. Yep, Sam Durden unfortunately got injured. And there's Red Bazo actually, who played for West Coast. I... I don't even know what he looks like, and I watched that whole game. So look, he scored forty, but uh, I think he's a key defender, isn't he, George? So you wouldn't really want to go there anyway. Oh, there's actually one other option as well um, in Rory Thompson, who should be back for Gold Coast this week. Uh, but he's already had one small price one rise nice. and is up to one forty-one k. So uh, I think once again, I'd probably have him below some of these other options. Yep. Now, as far as uh, forwards and mids, um, they're really. To this point that we know of is Judson Clark, who, I mean, again, we don't know if he's still going to hold his spot, but I think he's done enough to still play in the short term, but he might be one that does eventually pop back out of the team. Dusty is coming back. Um, I guess you'd like to know if, if he's coming out that it's probably this week before you do go in, but Maurice played super well, like in the quarter that he came on or, you know, not even a full quarter, I don't think it was as sub. He was awesome. So... Um, don't know if we can play both of those guys. Yeah, I think they're probably both ahead of Castagna now, so he's sort of not a threat. But who comes out? Like Lambert's back playing. Yeah, Dusty's he played back this played week. Good too. So, like, I don't know if there's spot, room for both. I think the Does problem Dima is go that back Clark, to Maurice. <laughs> Clark's gone missing in the fourth quarter, like two games in a row, which is pretty worrying. Yeah, I think Maurice's pressure is a lot better than his. But his like skill and forward craft is a lot better than Maurice's. So I mean, if if Clark gets dropped, I'm pretty sure I'm copying a zero this week. So he he's got to oh. play. He's got to play. <laughs> he's really the only one we know of um, mid forward. So what's sorry, George? Twenty five points. You won't get back. Well, <laughs> for, for, he's averaging fifty four. So you know that's might get a forty. But... Give Judson a break. But yeah, he still take the forty fifty or whatever you get. But. Yeah, no, I should give him credit. He was really good first game. Yeah, playing Geelong though, it's not a terribly easy matchup. But yeah, is there any others you guys know of in the mid forward that might be coming in? I, I'd probably have to get one that I don't know of. So hoping on Cully. I mean, we, we've been talking about him for a little while, but uh, Elijah Hollands, this could be the week that he gets called up. Maybe at this point, I just want him for next year. What's the point? Yeah, now? don't play him, Dewey. Well, I think um, Cully had yeah. 90 fantasy in the VFL. Carmichael was on the bye, but in his first outing, he had 22 touches or something, 10 tackles, something like that. And he's I already think... been dominating the Sandfall, hasn't he? That kid. But the problem is, like, yeah, Collingwood David, like he wanted to that. go out. Collingwood yes. playing well. And they're playing well, yeah. So, yeah, Carmichael's 22, Cully's 19. So, Cully, uh, Carmichael, better scorer, but I think less likely to come in. Yeah. So I'd probably uh, otherwise, like um, uh, 
Tsitsas. I can't, I can't pronounce his name. No, it's Cheetahs, I think, um, from That's right, Gold, yeah. Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he put up like a 21 disposal game like Hollands, I think, on the weekend. So still like there around about, but I don't know if they've got anyone in the midfield coming out that he'd replace. Uh, and then I think it was Will Hayes for Carlton um, had a near 30 touch game. But once again, like I'm not sure who's coming out of um, Carlton's side for him. So, yeah, I think it's probably unlikely we get debutants down there, but there might be some of these names that pop up. What I just remembered is uh, Charlie Dean, if you didn't, you know, for whatever reason, like Massimo, he's not named, and he Charlie Dean is named this week, then he's someone you can go uh, to stick at 102K because you think if he's in the team, he's, they're a guy they want to play, or he's a guy that they want to play. So um, we'll see. But as we said, Collingwood are playing well, so it just purely depends on their structure and who they want to play back there. So I feel like that's it, boys. There's no one else to talk about it. Rookies, I mean, we'll find out Friday. We'll speak about it then. Who's named it, whatnot. Finish it off with the captains. This is a tough week. There's a lot of good players. I mean, we're back off the buys. That always makes it easy. you got your full selection of players. Um, what's your early thoughts there? Uh, Neil, when are you, you go first. <laughs> Me? Uh, no. So I, th- oh, Anna. <gasps> no. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Neil Winter, McRae for me. What are you thinking, JD? Oh, I'm feeling like this podcast is a simulation. I've pretty much had enough of it. Um, I was looking at McRae into Laird this week, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was looking into Darcy VC into Laird, but since I can't get Laird, I probably can't do that. So. I strongly work. advise against the C on on like don't do the C on these random players. Not not random, but just not trustworthy guys like defenders and Sean. Du- like if you're gonna resort to a captain, please don't do it on people like that. I mean, each to their own. But so um, who was it? Like I think it's uh, I think it's um, Spices from our Discord who's got the highest captain average oh, of yeah. any of us. I think um, no, like my my super coach. He's number one. I think. <laughs> No, well, he's fourth. No, he's fourth in the Let entire. Well, of the top five thousand, the Hall of Fame touched on Supercoach Charlotte. So, like, I'm doing well. I think my my super, my captain average is over 140 or about 140 for you, right? Which is good, good score. He's higher than that again. And basically, all he's done every week is some combination of like McRae, Miller, Oliver, and Neil. So he's just kept it really simple. Like, they're basically the only vice captain or captain option you see out of him every week. There's nothing exotic in his picks, and that's worked for him. Um, so yeah, I think there's something something to be taken from that. So I I could imagine people going like Oliver, Neil, Miller, McRae, Laird, and Mills. They're like the 120 plus mids, and as long as you stick with those, you should be all right for your captaincy. Even Miller, I like don't trust. I probably the one that I wouldn't ever put a captain on. And yeah. given Oliver and Neil the first game and McRae's the second, unless you're going, you know, getting your vice captain captain out of the way early. I think you're looking at either Mills against Saints or Laird against uh, North for captains. And Mills a bit hard to trust given they keep putting behind the ball anytime Swans concede a couple of quick goals. So you're 136, JD. I'm 130 and George is 124 average for the year. There you go. Not happy. <laughs> not good. It's not a massive amount of points, you know, six per game over 14. It's, you know, 100 points, I guess, George. That's, That's a between lot. me and you, and then That's another hundred big. between me and JD. It is the difference between top three K and top two K. <laughs> yeah, oh, great. Not that it matters, but I guess Brody makes up for it, George. <laughs> Don't do that. 
Uh, we'll speak rules. more about on the rookies <laughs> and the uh, captains come Friday as things always do change from a Monday night. So, just quickly, out of you guys, yeah. before you, yeah. uh, would you, if you were to pick out of only Neil and Oliver on the Thursday or Friday, I can't remember because they play each other. Neil or Oliver, you can't say neither. I'm taking Neil because no Gorn for Clary, but I don't know. I'll. I was just about to say, Neil. Oh, yeah. The big O bias is actually insane. What is this? <laughs> I didn't, that did not occur to me. I mean, uh, all of a sudden, like, you know, Neil's going to be the Globetrotter because uh, <laughs> um, I think these are both pretty scuffed options. So I think the only thing that's been holding Neil's scorings back has been like the occasional run with roll, but Melbourne don't really have anyone that they like using for a run with roll. Um, so I think it's probably Neil Oliver. They might actually send like a Barry to or someone like that to stand next to him. Um, so yeah, I think I'd probably go Neil as well if I had to. Yeah, um, I'd say Neil and then McRae sort of as your backup, which looks a good matchup against the Hawthorne. So anyway, let's okay. wrap it up, boys. We'll speak about those sorts of things on Friday, as I said. Things always change, uh, not just with us, with everyone who plays these sorts of games and information that, that will come to us um, for teams and whatnot. So we'll, thanks for listening and, and we'll see you on uh, on Friday for the Teams and Trades video.